Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is that time of the morning, top of the morning to you. We kind of reset usually to start our final hour because many of you waking up and if you went to bed when the Eagles were leading the Cowboys 20 to nothing, well, you missed a wild comeback attempt by the Dallas Cowboys, but also what we could probably call Cooper Rush and his first blow-up game. So the Dallas Cowboys see their four-game win streak come to an end. And I, see, I refuse to buy into this ridiculous idea that there actually was a quarterback controversy, so I'm not even going to say, oh, this would squash it because I don't believe there's a QB controversy in Dallas. I don't believe there's a QB question in New England. Uh, It's just so, it's so goofy what we come up with as sports fans and specifically as football fans because we get over the top when it comes to our QBs. Lots of misery and mortification to go around on this Monday morning because, you know, we love to focus on the negative. <laughs> we love to underscore the negative around here. Actually, that's just how we are as sports fans, right? Most of us, the majority of us, are going to end up being negative at any given point. And so that's what brings us all together. We're unified in our misery. Misery that loves company. So we've got our new poll up for this Monday morning on our show Twitter, After Hour CBS. And we've also tacked on a bonus question because... It just was so evident to me as I was watching football yesterday. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's everywhere. There are very few teams still through week six who are consistent or even playing three quarters of good football and just one bad blow-up quarter. Ah, It's still this wild ride. Like some kind of roller coaster. One second, it makes you, well, it gives you euphoria, makes you feel like you're on top of the world, and the next second, it makes you want to throw up. (laughs) That's what it's like being a football fan right now for the majority of these teams. Yeah, there are a couple of really good teams. We'll talk about the Bills. They lead the AFC now. but, But here's the thing. They're the only team in the AFC with five wins. We're essentially through week six. I know we've got Chargers and Broncos to come. Broncos are not getting to five wins. So the only team, the Chargers could get to four, the only team in the AFC right now that has five wins is the Bills. There's only two teams in the NFC that have five wins, the Vikings and the Giants. Oh, yeah, you all thought those would be the ones. And, of course, the Eagles, who have six. So that's it, you guys. In the entire NFL, 32 teams. There's only four that have at least five wins. Everybody else is bunched together. And so, yes, plenty of good, bad, and ugly 
to go around on this Monday morning. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So you can find us on Twitter or on Facebook. Answer the question. Make funny comments. Post jokes. I know many of you enjoy making jokes at your rival's expense. A lot of that happening with Padres and Dodgers fans right now. Phillies fans. And coming up in 30 minutes, we're going to head to Philadelphia where, hey, they keep telling us it's really good to be a Philly sports fan. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot that's happening and we'll smush it as much as we possibly can uh, coming up this hour. But, yes, Philadelphia raced out to a 20 to nothing lead. Cooper Rush with a pair of interceptions in the first half for the Cowboys. Uh, and those turnovers were leading to the extra points for the Eagles. Dallas was able to scratch their way back into this by using the run game, by focusing on Ezekiel Elliott, but by essentially not asking Cooper Rush to throw. The issue, of course, is that they use so much time on the clock for these drives. At some point, you got to be able to speed it up, speed it up. And Philly can obviously beat you at that game. Uh, They can play that ball control game as well. And so uh, once the Cowboys had pulled within three points, the Eagles respond by an eight-minute drive, an eight-minute possession. That's what they do as a response. And Devontae Smith is able to haul in a touchdown that puts them up by nine. Cowboys had opportunities. Cooper Rush throws another interception. Brett Maher misses a field goal. And here are the Eagles who are 6-0 for the first time since 2004. Chemistry is that concept in sports and really in business, families, relationships, all that kind of stuff. uh, That's so hard to define. You know it when you have it. There's a lot of different ways to get to chemistry. It certainly does help when you're winning, but also helps when you like each other. This team's coming together, and um, and they fight each week. And the motivation of not letting your teammate down, coach to player, player to coach, player to player, coach to coach, is like that's love, right? That's just the love that you have for your teammates, and like there's no greater motivation. You're able to come out and start fast on both sides of the ball. It always pays dividends in the end. Um, you know, I think we left a lot of money on the table. There are some opportunities that we wanted to take advantage of, we could have taken advantage of, that we that we just didn't. You know, those are things that we can control. Who's toughest the longest? Who can control the things that they can the longest? Who can stay the course? Who can truly stay the course? And um, like I said, I think this football team, the day we played together, um, circumstances in the game changed. Uh, we had momentum change in the game. We had a lot of different things going in the game, but we didn't waver from what we wanted to accomplish. Jalen Hurts with a couple of TDs. He does get sacked four times, but ultimately the Eagles' ability to possess the football and also the multiple turnovers, the three interceptions by Cooper Rush allow Philly to dominate time of possession. Miles Sanders critical in this one. Uh, Though, yeah, going into a bye, you're 6-0. That's amazing. You're the only undefeated team in the NFL. But Jalen makes it very clear that we still have a lot that we want to to uh, work on, a lot that we want uh, to improve on. And yet that's the best team in the NFL. And so maybe that's what Tom Brady meant when he said, I'm watching a lot of bad football. Yeah, no blaming the fact that the games are on Thursday night for why the 
the offense is so horrid. Nah, there was plenty of that on Sunday as well. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Would you have believed that the Bills and the Chiefs were scoreless after one quarter? Would you have believed that the Bills and the Chiefs were tied at 10 at the half? I don't know what the line was for over-under. It just seemed like early on anybody who bet the under was feeling pretty good about the fact that there were only 20 points at halftime between these two offenses that can be so explosive and so dynamic. And it was a a good back and forth, especially in the second half. Uh, We got to see what we love from these two quarterbacks and their offenses. So Patrick Mahomes wriggling out of defensive grasp and control, spinning around like he's doing pirouette eluding pressure, evading capture, and then blasting the ball down the field and finding these these tight windows where he can thread the ball to his receivers. And then we got to see Josh Allen truck people, hurdle people with the big arm, uh, the explosive plays too. So it may not have been two complete halves of the offensive juggernauts, but it was a lot of fun to see these two quarterbacks and their offensive weapons go back and forth. Second and 12 from the 14-yard line. Josh ready to go. Has Singletary in the backfield with him. Takes. Josh looks to throw. Looks in the end zone. Fires a strike into the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. It is Dawson Knox. Two yards deep in the the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. An amazing strike thrown by Josh Allen to Dawson Knox for the score. 104 left on the clock. I mean, Josh Allen's unbelievable. (laughs) say a lot of people right john murphy and eric wood on bill's radio so yes just over a minute to go that's a lot more than 13 seconds and don't tell me it ever crossed your mind don't tell me you didn't text that joke to one of your buddies about how 13 seconds was enough or wow maybe this is way too much time left on the clock for patrick mahomes and the chiefs first down for kansas city at their own 30 yard line mahomes takes has a pocket, gets away to the right a little bit. He fires downfield, it is picked off, picked off at the 20-yard line, intercepted by the Bills, picked off by Darren Johnson. He goes down right there, and the Bills have the football. They are celebrating. They're running down to the end zone for the celebration. They pick off Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Darren Johnson steps in front of that pass, intended for Sky Moore, and comes up with the interception. Wow, Murph. Von Miller makes an inside pass rush move, then gets up the field. And so he pressures Patrick Mahomes. Matt Milano is barreling down on Patrick Mahomes. He knows he's going to take a shot. He tries to get it out to the flat. Taron Johnson jumps it perfectly. Once again, on Bill's radio, under pressure, yes, Pat throws his second interception. This time, it clinches the victory for the Bills. He also had one in the end zone in the first quarter. So here's what I love about this for Buffalo. It wasn't just the offense. They didn't just beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in a shootout. It wasn't just the last team with the football wins, right? So going back to their game in the playoffs, yeah, they were able to get a field goal on the board in 13 seconds, but they ultimately won the coin toss and you know everything that changed over the offseason because of that. But they won the coin toss uh, and they were able to end up with the football and so it was who had the ball last. The defenses were gassed and, and really not doing a whole lot. Well, in this case, it's a massive confidence boost for that Buffalo defense, which was already really damn good and flexing its muscles to be able to go into Arrowhead and not back into the win, but seal it themselves with an interception in the late stages. 443 Buffalo yards, two for four in the red zone. And certainly for Josh Allen, 
there were a, a lot of big throws and chunk plays, three touchdowns for him. But what he raved about after the game, his defense slowing down Pat. You can make an argue he's got the best start to any quarterback to ever play this game in, in the history of the league. You know, he's a special player, so anytime he's got the ball in the hands, you never know what can happen. But again, credit to our defense for stepping up and making his plays. The Chiefs are so comfortable in these situations, right, where all hell is breaking loose, where they get into a hole early, where they have to fight and scratch and claw their way back. We've seen that with the Chiefs, and what do they tell us over and over again? Double-figure deficit, it's no big thing, because they know they can erase it. Why? Because they've done it over and over again. They're calm under pressure. In fact, I think they actually perform better under pressure, which is what you want, certainly. Well, the Bills are getting pretty comfortable in these pressure pack situations as well. Stephon Diggs, 10 catches, 148 yards, and a score. We've been there before, and in those moments, like it seems like not even deja vu. It seems like it's something brand new uh, on the other side. Like We're prepared. We've been here before. We, we've battled through the storm multiple times, good and bad. And so it was, yeah, it was a mixed bag. It started slow. It ramped up. We saved the best for last. But ultimately, this is offense and defense for Buffalo in moving to 5-1, and one, the only team in the AFC with five wins. Don't worry about the Chiefs. Don't cry for me, Argentina. As Andy Reid points out, they're likely to see this team again. If we keep playing well and they play well, I'm, I'm sure they'll come back around. But um, we got to make sure we take care of our business and clean up a few things and you know, make sure that we have an opportunity to continue to win games. That's a great football team. I thought we played some good football. We just made too many mistakes at the end of the day. And when you play, when you make mistakes against another great football team, uh, you lose football games. And so uh, it'll be good to learn from. But at, right now, I mean, it stinks. <laughs> Somebody else, I can't remember who it was use the word stings at the end of the game? No, Patrick said it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> it definitely does stink when you lose. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. So, yes, we've got one team with five wins in the AFC. Uh, and the Eagles, 6-0. and Giants and Vikings also have five wins. But that's the top tier right now in the NFL almost through six weeks. Uh, real quickly before we get to our break here, the Rams, the Super Bowl champions, uh, were fortunate enough, I suppose, uh, to be able to work out some of the kinks in their offense against the Carolina Panthers. So at SoFi Stadium, they host the Panthers. First game with Steve Wilkes, and it's P.J. Walker who's running the show. But actually, believe it or not, the Panthers were up 10-7 at the half. You can only imagine L.A. sports fans, because there are some, L.A. sports fans Watch their Dodgers bats just go completely silent in two games over the weekend at San Diego. They see the Dodgers of 111 regular season wins lose three in a row to a team they've dominated in their division all year. And the Dodgers are out in the NLDS. And then their Super Bowl champion Rams are trailing the Panthers. I mean, yes, I'm saying it like that for a reason. They're trailing the Panthers 10-7 on their own field at the half because of a Matthew Stafford pick six. However, the Rams defense pitches the shutout in the second half and Matthew Stafford, the offense, able to rally. Big deal that they're over 100 yards rushing because they don't have Cam Akers. We're waiting for some word about him. He was away from the team for personal reasons, and there's been talk that he is not going to play with the Rams again, so not sure when we'll get more information, but potentially. So, yeah, they work out some kinks. They go three or four in the red zone, 50% on third down. The issues 
for the Panthers, if possible, going from bad to worse. At some point, they'll get Baker Mayfield back or Sam Darnold. They didn't ask P.J. Walker to do a whole lot. Christian McCaffrey still a member of the Panthers. Maybe Robbie Anderson isn't going to be a member of the Panthers for long because not only is he hearing the trade rumors, but after a couple of shouting matches with his own coach, so his wide receivers coach, and after Steve Wilkes sees him separating himself from the rest of the team. So at one point, the entire offense is huddled up trying to Maybe at that point they're within striking distance still trying to figure out how they can rally. Can we can we come up with a win? What can we do to stay on the same page? And Robbie Anderson is off skulking. At one point, he's on the bike with a hat on instead of wearing his helmet. So for Steve Wilkes, he wasn't having it. He was done with it. He actually kicked him out. And I, if you can read lips, I can read lips. You could see him. Uh, Even as some of his coaches try to talk him down, he says, no, get him out of here. He's out of here. And ultimately, Robbie had to leave the sidelines. I'm not going to focus and put a lot of attention on one individual. Uh, We can talk about the game. We can talk about situations within the game. We can talk about the things we're going to do moving forward. But I'm not putting a lot of energy into one individual. I was honestly confused because I want to be in the game. You know, I've never been told in X amount of years to get out the game. In, four, in the fourth quarter, you know, so I was honestly confused and, you know, you know, upset by it as I should be. Uh, like I said, going from bad to worse. And I don't know, do they trade Christian McCaffrey? Do they even bother to, I mean, they've got to figure out what to do about Baker, right? If they haven't seen enough because he and Sam Darnold are both on expiring contracts. Maybe they bring back neither one, except Matt Corral is not getting the reps that they were hoping he would as a rookie. By now, he would be starting. Um, but instead, they fall to one and five, and the team is seemingly falling apart. And I know it's not fair to ask Steve Wilkes to turn this around in a week, so this is not on him. It's just a lot of players have checked out. It's They recognize now it's not going to get better this season, and there's frustration all around. So, yeah, that was the welcome back to the coaching ranks for Steve Wilkes. Which team? We actually decided to take it easy on the Panthers this week, didn't we? We didn't put the Panthers in there, right? <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> Not this week. Or we the, Or the Dolphins, because we almost feel like it's piling on with all their quarterback issues. And I, I don't really get what's happening with their quarterbacks anyway. So we left the Panthers and the Dolphins out of our mortification poll. Uh, but on this Monday, who's miserable and mortified the most? Packers. Buccaneers. What happened to those offenses? Are they ever going to show up? I just, I, I don't understand. I keep waiting, and I just, I don't understand why it's so awful sometimes. It's just not going to happen, man. But, uh, not yet, apparently. The Arizona Cardinals, who, again, can't score an offensive touchdown to save their lives. Or the Dodgers, whose bats disappear at the worst possible time. We're going to do our best to cram in a little bit of baseball here, but it may actually have to wait until our next show. And then did you see the end of the Alabama-Tennessee game, the one that sent a sea of orange into a tizzy? (laughs) Love college football for that reason, because it is just a lot of kids, well, and adults pretending to act like kids. 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The After Hours Podcast. Forty-yard attempt. Not quite in the middle of the field. When what there is is at his back. McGrath to win the game against Alabama. Paxton Brooks to hold. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way. And that kick is knuckling toward the upright. And it's good. Just gets over the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee. I'm just happy Vol Nation came out um, just to see the support. Uh, you know, I'm happy for everybody here. And, you know, I'm proud of the coaches, the players, um, you know, who, you know, reading them to the, the right spots. Um, it's a lot that goes into it. You know, it's just not just me. Um, but, you know, I'm just blessed to be here. This is what we needed. You know, it's been a while since we beat Bama. Um, so, you know, I'm glad we got the win. For our former players, um, it's for our donors, it's for our fans. Um, I know how much this has meant um, to the people of, of Tennessee and Ball Nation. And, and uh, so excited that uh, we were coming out with the win uh, for everybody involved. It, uh, it was a great night, and uh, man, just uh, I think it just speaks to the mentality, the growth, and the progress of the individuals inside of our locker room and collectively as a team. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
Head coach Josh Heupel has helped to turn this Tennessee Volunteers program into a winner. Now 6-0 and with the first victory over Alabama in 15 years. Before that, you hear the voice of Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver who had over 200 yards receiving. Six passes, 207 yards. Not a lot of defense in this game. 52-49 the final. And you hear the wobbly uh, knuckleball is what they called it on Learfield IMG, the Chase McGrath field goal that upsets Bama. So Tennessee was ranked six. Bama was in the top three. The new poll obviously has changed a lot. Um, but the fact that there were 100,000 orange-clad fans who stormed the field, uh, you knew it was coming if McGrath made the kick and you just wanted to get out of the way. And there was going to be damage done. And actually, the SEC has already weighed in. But yes, when Jalen mentions the Vols fans, they showed up. They were loud. They were raucous. They were obnoxious. There were fireworks. The whole area was glowing orange. And it was just... It was a party, as you can imagine. 15 years of futility out uh, with this one huge game and really a statement victory as well in the SEC. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. For Nick Saban, he's used to everyone in the entire United States exulting whenever Alabama loses. First loss of the year for the Crimson Tide. Very disappointing loss. We didn't answer the bell today. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done, uh, way too many penalties, uh, did too many things to help them, gave up explosive plays, um, had a major error on special teams uh, that was totally unnecessary that led to a score on their part. Um, Got to give them a lot of credit. They did a nice job with their offense based on what we were trying to do on defense, but uh, we didn't execute well enough. So for those of you who were watching Bill's Chiefs, on Sunday, which is many of you, 13 seconds, right? Well, the volunteers drove the ball 45 yards in 13 seconds to set up the game-winning field goal. So it's not the only time or the only team that we've ever seen do it. Now we've seen it twice, although in the volunteers' case, it was actually a win not to send the game into overtime. Of course, this was a mob scene. So Nick Saban had to be escorted uh, by police officers. It was a game that understandably gave the volunteers a ton of reasons, a ton of moments to cheer about because there were chunk plays. There were huge, uh, huge moments where the volunteers were able to take advantage of that Bama defense. Alabama allowed more points and had more penalties than any other game under Nick Saban. And that goes back now to 2007. Incidentally, 15 years ago, the last time that Tennessee got the best of Alabama. And I saw this. I, I think you will appreciate this. First of all, the SEC has already assessed fines uh, for a bunch of the post-game celebration. And the volunteers are asking for donations because both goalposts were carried away by the fans. So Tennessee football put out a tweet yesterday indicating that they're raising money that will go toward the purchase of new goalposts. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm just saying it's out there. So listen, there's an option for a $16 donation, the number of years it had been since the volunteers beat the tide. You can also donate $52.49 as a nod to the 52-49 final score. 
or $1,019.15. Would you like to guess what that number represents? The last time they beat Alabama? <laughs> no, oh. it's the sold-out crowd. Ah. Same numbers, 101,915. So 101,915. And in case you think I'm joking, as of midnight last night, more than $67,000 had been raised to buy new goalposts. So the fans carried them away somewhere. Now they got to buy new ones. And apparently Volunteer Nation is chipping in. So the Tennessee football t- uh, team is broke. Yeah, right. And they play in the SEC. They're definitely not broke. Could easily get new goalposts <laughs> by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, nope. They're asking the fans to chip in. And I'm sure by now, I mean, we're, you know, we're talking about another four and a half hours central time. Uh, <laughs> by now, it's probably a lot more than $67,000. I'm just wondering where the hell the other two are. Where'd they oh, go? Well, Where'd you they know, hide them? Well, <laughs> I don't think they hide them. It's just that they ripped them off the field. <laughs> and them where? I mean, what are you going to... Oh, oh, actually, wait a minute. Hold on. Fans stormed the field, carried away both goalposts before dumping them in the Tennessee River. Oh, okay. So they're so gone. So they're gone. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, my friends, is why people love college football, because it's crazy. In some of these places. So, yeah, upsets are the norm. And it was only a matter of time until it happened to Alabama. And I would say it's probably only a matter of time until it happens to Tennessee. Because it's just every single week. If you are in the top ten and there are fewer and fewer undefeated now, you have got a major target on your back. All right, straight ahead. The Phillies take out their arch rival in the NL East. The Atlanta Braves, the World Series champions, yeah, they weren't intimidated. And the offense broke out in a big way over the weekend. Our guest was at both Phillies-Braves games. But we also want to ask him about the Eagles being the only undefeated, the only team with six wins in the NFL. So our friend John Kincaid, a CBS Sports Radio veteran, will join us from Philadelphia straight ahead. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. The 3-2. Swing and a miss. He got him. And the ball game and the series are over. And the Phillies are headed to the National League Championship Series. As they have taken out the world champs. An 8-3 win. The Phillies celebrate on the mound. First and goal at the 7 on first down. It goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Devontae Smith. Hurts faked inside, straightened up, threw it to Vontae Smith for a touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Oh, yes. Phillies in the NLCS, Eagles undefeated. Scott Fransky on Phillies radio and then on Eagles radio. Merrill Reese with the call of that late touchdown, even though the Cowboys rally and score 20 unanswered points, Eagles able to hold off their arch rivals on Sunday night football. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS sports radio. Excited to have you with us, but even more than you all listening out there in the radio stratosphere, really excited to welcome a longtime friend and, of course, an ageless radio host, John Kincaid from 97.5 The Fanatic, getting ready to host his morning show at the top of the hour. Okay, John, semi-serious question. What's better than being a Philadelphia sports fan right now? Not much else, and you didn't even mention the Philadelphia Union or the number one seed in the MLS. I did not. Mr. Sorry Conference about that. Too. Yeah, we, we, We'll get to that later, I'm sure. <laughs> Amy, there's nothing, ba- there's nothing better, and there's nothing better than being home. And you and I have known each other for a long time. And to get to come home to my hometown last year and to work here and to talk about my favorite teams and all this excitement going on, it is like the perfect storm right now. (laughs) This city is on freaking fire. Mm. It is. Everybody is part of it. My wife, who has never been a full-time Philadelphian, you know, we were at the store the other day. And I'm being talked to by the lady checking us out, the guy stocking the shelves and everything. And she's just like, it's different here. It's different. (laughs) And this city is absolutely different. Mm. I know that you were able to go to the games over the weekend between the Phillies and the Braves and take your beautiful daughter. I'm sure that was an awesome experience. And and as you pointed out on social, uh, special memories that were made. But what was it like to be in the park as the Phillies were taking out the arch rival Braves? Well, that's one of the things is that, especially with the ties, she grew up in Atlanta. You know, she grew up and was born in Atlanta and, and graduated high school there uh, before coming up here to go to college. And I Friday just decided, you know what, I know I do my job for a living and I got a seat in the press box. But I said, you know what, I'll go to the press box Saturday. I uh-huh. wanted to take her. I wanted to sit in the stands and I wanted to really indoctrinate her to be a Philly fan. And she was losing her mind. <laughs> she was losing her mind. She said, Dad. The, the electricity in this building. Friday afternoon, Amy was one of the three best fan experiences I've ever had sitting in the stands. And it was so amazing and such energy. And when you beat a class act organization like the Braves and a great organization like the Braves, who, by the way, are going to be around for another 10 years with that, with that, with that roster they have 
And, you know, it could be just the beginning of just years of punch, counterpunch. That was so awesome. And then Saturday I went in the press box. I got a chance to do my job like a professional. And then last <laughs> night hosted pregame and then went in the stadium and, and, and sat in the box again. It was an amazing weekend. I just feel like I should have had a cot, though, and just slept <laughs> in one of the parking lots. It would have made it easier than getting in now, all that traffic all weekend. Yeah, I saw your tweets. How long did it take you to get out of that game on Saturday? Two hours. Oh, man. It was crazy because, honestly, people were on the hoods of cars. People were just they, – <laughs> they hadn't opened up enough gates. There was a Flyers game that was in the third period as the celebration's going on. So everybody's like, oh, God, get out before the Flyers game gets out. <laughs> and then they both get out at the same time. It was mayhem. But you know what? Mm. Everybody was having a good time. And uh, I may run for mayor to, to, just to fix the traffic patterns around the stadium because it was crazy. And it was a great, great time, though. Mm-hmm. 97.5, the Fanatic Morning Show host getting set to talk about all of this with his Philly listeners coming up at the top of the hour. John Kincaid is with us here first after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Why now for the Phillies? They, they were literally the last team into the playoffs. So why now are they putting it all together? Well, it's weird, it's weird Amy. And one of the things I'm going to talk about with my listeners this morning is, and I've talked to them about it before, uh, two of the last three world champions, were below 500 in late June, the 2019 Nationals and the 2021 Braves. And the Phillies were under 500 in late May when they fired Joe Girardi and brought in, you know, uh, Topper, as, they, as, he's, as he's called here, Rob Thompson. <laughs> they are, he changed the mood, Amy. There was a cleansing. You know, when, you know in a job when management changes and there's just a breath of fresh air and there's new communication and everybody sort of comes to work feeling a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of similar. Uh, they, the, the Phillies players started to have fun. They were a tense group. They actually mirrored Joe Girardi's energy. And Joe Girardi's energy for a guy who had already won a World Series, had already managed in New York, I was so shocked that everything with, with him, uh, I would have thought he couldn't get a, uh, you know, a sheet of two-ply between them because he was so tight everything was just unbelievable John Kincaid, this is a morning show where we have families listening <laughs> i know it was just it was just it was really he was very tight yes walked around very stiff and i think people fed off his energy of he was tense rob thompson comes in with a much different energy and it just changed and their 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 best players are coming through at big times and honestly, with Wheeler and Nola, mm. uh, they actually have a one-two punch that's as good as anybody left in the post. Well, I was just about to ask you, is there a hotter pitcher right now than Aaron Nola? Because not no. only at the end of the regular season, he was the one who was on the mound when they had the opportunity to clinch, but the way he's pitched so far in the playoffs, wow. And when you have Wheeler and Nola and you got to set it up because you took out the Braves in four, you didn't have to go to Wheeler in any way in game five. And you get to set up your rotation, and you can go one, two, Wheeler, Nolan, San Diego, and you know that you can bring them back in five, six. I really like their chances because of that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel really, really good about it. Plus, you've got Sir Anthony Dominguez and and uh, you know Jose Alvarado that and Brad Hand that have all of a sudden just become unconscious in the bullpen. And so you got three guys that you're leaning on. You're like, oh my gosh, they're they all of a sudden they've put it all together. And it's it's just fun. It's just fun. And the energy in that building, it's going to be wild Friday, Saturday, Sunday back here for games three, four, five, if necessary. And it's going to be beautiful weather. Yes. Uh, they got a beautiful weekend for it. So this city's just going to be nuts. And the tickets, it was crazy. And, and my friends in Atlanta were getting on me. My old listeners were getting on me. But you could get into the Braves 
playoff games for twelve and thirteen dollars. And wow. here, here, well, for standing room, and here people were paying for standing room one seventy eight, one eighty five. <laughs> Uh, it was crazy, and this weekend is going to be even worse. People are going to be dipping into the college funds, Aim. Eh? Mm, yes, well, I mean, the college can wait, right? Plus, by the exactly. time by the time uh, they actually go to college, you know, the government may be paying for it, so whatever. Well, who knows? Right, yeah, exactly. right. So, okay, so, John, all of the things that you – a lot of the things that you just said about Philly can also apply to San Diego. They're hot, obviously. Their pitching is locked in. Their bats right now seemingly relentless. They were able to stymie their arch rival in the Dodgers. So what is scary? about the Padres? Well, one thing I, I think it's real scary about them is the fact is, is star quality. They've got and anything the Phillies have, the Padres have. And that's the way I look at it. And that's why I really think this is going to be a brutal series. Because anything that the Phillies can say, well, they've got some star guys that are coming through right now. The, the, I think the Padres can actually outdo them as far as star quality, especially in the lineup. And, and so that's one of those things that the Phillies' bats got to be ready for it because I believe the, the Padres, top to bottom, have a more relentless approach in the lineup as far as guys who can get on base, create innings, and do things uh, and still have that power. The Phillies tend to be a little more hot and cold at times, even though it has been better in the postseason. That would be my biggest concern. Pitching-wise, I think the Phillies can match them pitching for pitching. I'm not concerned about that in the least. I do believe the Phillies have the edge there. Slight edge, but edge. <laughs> Who is starting game one for Philadelphia? Oh, it's going to be Wheeler. It's okay. got to be Wheeler. And, and let Nola go on normal rest, and Wheeler will go on normal. Wheeler's so pumped for this, too, and <laughs> he's been an unsung hero. I think the Mets could have used him. I think it's really funny that the uh, that Wheeler and Syndergaard both helping to pitch the Phillies into the NLCS. Two guys that the Mets didn't want, and uh, that that you know it's and that's one thing I think plays into the Phillies' hands a little bit. For the Phillies, we hate the Mets more than anything, and the Braves have always been this like you know godlike figure in the division where. There's not the hatred of the Braves in the same way because I don't think in honesty the Phillies ever thought, hey, we've been in the same class as the Braves, you know, where you can win five, six years in a row. They had that one period of time when they did. But for the Mets, they just hate the Mets. And they love seeing the Mets in agony. And I think that's the one thing I'd wonder. Did San Diego win the World Series last weekend by beating the Dodgers? Well, they, they all, but they also went into New York and were able to win two correct. of three at City Field. I just wonder that once you beat the Dodgers, I have a weird feeling that that was their Super Bowl. And it's, it's just, we'll check back on this and we can okay. check back later on. I have a weird feeling that emotionally, they won their Super Bowl beating the Dodgers. Whereas for the Phillies, it's always it's more about the Mets. The Phillies are that Mets to what the Padres are with the Dodgers. Well, at least they're not running into their nemesis because both 101-win teams from oh the NL gosh. East are out. Yeah, John, they're all out. Yeah, John Kincaid is with us, uh, getting set for his morning show. He's just kind of warming up his pipes on us here. Uh, 97.5, the fanatic, top of the hour. Lots to talk about, lots of good stories. So just a couple of minutes. Um, I know when I hear Jalen Hurts talk about how he left a lot of money on the table, you can watch the game and recognize that they're not yet playing a full four quarters. Um, what... Would you like them to work on over the bye, John? Second, cool, uh, second half of games. Uh, Amy, they are, they've set the record, and there was a graphic on last night. They're the best scoring team in the second quarter <laughs> in the history of the NFL since 1950. <laughs> and so they are just crushing people. So what happens is they come out with their 15 scripted plays or whatever it is. That does okay. Then they make adjustments 
and they dominate teams. Then they come out of halftime, and whatever their offensive game plan is, it is tended to be stifled. And last night, Mike McCarthy and his staff, and Dan Quinn did a nice job, and uh, congratulations to them, of shutting down what they were doing for around a quarter, quarter and a half until that final drive. Mm -hmm. But for the second week in a row, Jalen Hurts and the offense put it together in the fourth quarter with a huge drive, with the game having to be put away. The kid is just money. And this team is young, talented, and they're getting more confidence as it goes along. And I think it's a great thing that they haven't played a four-quarter game yet. I think that's a great thing because they can keep everybody's focus. I mean, they're 6-0. and And if you look at their schedule, it's not, it's not daunting. I don't see any way that they don't waltz into 13 Are you wins. touching the money? Oh, yes, I'm touching it. Yeah, I am. <laughs> You're I am. rolling yeah, in it right now. You're talking about how the Phillies are going to beat the Padres because the Padres have already peaked, and now how the Eagles are going to just roll off another well, seven, I, eight wins? How about this? They're going to waltz to 13 wins. Oh, for heaven's waltz. sakes. They're, I am cowering for you. No, but here's okay. the deal, Aim. That doesn't mean they're going to win in January. All you right, see, that's what they're going to have do. to show. Yes. They, have to, they can do whatever. We've seen a lot of teams finish with the number one seed and then not get the job done. Just ask Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Well, just uh, ask the Tennessee yeah. Titans last week or last exactly. year, too. So yeah, I, I got it's you. one of those things where they've got to be better by the time the, uh, that comes around. Mm. All right. So John Kincaid, one of my favorite people in the world, certainly one of my favorite people in the, in the industry. I doubt this morning there will be uncomfortable radio, but that's one of his specialties. Not at all. So, yeah, there's not so, today. Nothing's uncomfortable awesome. today. So find him on Twitter at John Kincaid, K-I-N-C-A-D-E. Tell your family hello. It's wonderful I to talk aim. to you. Okay. All right, take care. Bye, have a we'll fun show. <laughs> On 97.5 The Fanatic. Now, see, here's the thing about John. He is such an amazing talker. Now, he's also a radio professional, but amazing talker. And I was a little bit worried that we we're just going to have to, like, cut him off and hang up on him, which would have been terrible radio. But it worked out perfectly, and we're done. And we'll talk to you tonight. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.